And welcome back to another exciting episode of Rough Sketch to Final Draft. I am your host, Coach Adam. And we are here again on another amazing episode as we wrap up 2023, talking about growth, talking about the development of self and how we are on this journey about learning from Rough Sketch to Final Draft, what we're doing in life, and who better in the whole entire world to have an amazing guest on to talk about the rough sketch of life to working towards a final draft than having an amazing, incredible artist. And I am visited today by the amazing Ron Gunn. If you would love to introduce yourself for the audience, please do so, sir. Hello, everybody. My name is Rod Gunn. It stands for Rodrigo Gonzalez. Uh, I'm an artist. I'm a cartoonist. I'm an illustrator. More than anything, I'm a teacher. So yeah. towards the last stage of my career, I have found that I found the most incredible joy teaching people how to unlock the potential that they have inside in the correct way so that they have a prosperous future. You know, if you have a good teacher, you have a good career. And that tends to be the case with a lot of like artistic careers, like animation, storyboarding, and anything that you have to actually put your imagination to. And that's me. I love that. I'm the person that teaches you that stuff. <laughs> and we're honored to have you, good sir. You've been such a uh, a light in the artist community on YouTube and for your beautiful community that you're always growing with. You're one of the most um, engaging and one of the most incredible artists that I've seen that really builds the time, takes the moments out to actually really pour forth so much of who you are in a genuine, authentic way to your community. And it really, really shines. The growth that you've had and the community that you've built is just it's it's an example of everything that you've really done. And I'm I'm grateful to have you here as an amazing guest and share a great, great conversation for uh, for your audience and for the growing Rough Sketch Final Draft family. Um, so welcome. And I, Thank I think you we'll for just, having me. We'll kind of trip. Absolutely. I think, I think we'll just hit it right off the bat with the fact of, as you're mentioning being a great teacher, and you truly are, and, and fam, when you get a chance, find his links down below. We'll make sure all of that is available for you. That I believe that when you're really being a teacher, you have kind of a, a calling that really pulls you forth, right? And deep down, you'll always know when it's time to start your new chapter in life, right? Kind of from a rough sketch to final draft spot and really trusting that intuition. What was it that brought you forward into knowing that you wanted to teach art? Good sir. See, the moment that I realized that the key to my own growth was learning through explanation. Uh, I'm a very visual yeah. person. So I found that every single time that I attempted to explain something to someone, I would realize if I either knew it or if I didn't know anything about it. If I didn't, I wouldn't just wallow and be like sad about it. It would be like a calling to know what the next thing I needed to work on is. And then I just slowly mm -hmm. approached that in every aspect of my life. It went just not just from mm -hmm. my artwork, but everything else. I started seeing my weaknesses as something to work towards to have less weaknesses. And eventually yeah. your weaknesses become very insignificant to your strengths because you're tackling them constantly. You're seeing them as your focal point as opposed to the thing to stay away from. And in artwork, it comes down a lot to the foundations of drawing, which every art teacher will ever tell you are perspective and anatomy. But those right. themes are normally seen as incredibly boring because the teachers don't explain it in a way that makes it fun and interesting to people, right? Uh, yeah. If you draw a circle or a sphere enough, 
you don't really get much satisfaction. But if you use that knowledge and you show people what they can do with it immediately, like literally drawing in front of them, like what I like to mm -hmm. do is I like to draw live. I don't like to do pre-recorded videos or yeah. just talk over my like, you know, speed runs. I like to show people how they can build their drawings as they go by showing visual examples yeah. of how easy it can get to. So it's not, it's mm -hmm. not about like demonstrating my superiority in art skills to everybody else. It's to show that once you get to a certain level, it becomes second nature. And that's how you should approach things until you get to second nature level. And then you move on to the next level of detail. And mm -hmm. that's how you just slowly progress, regardless of having a teacher or not. You can just be self-critical a little bit without being self-deteriorating and use that for your own growth. It's all, in the, been... it's all in your head. <laughs> true. And I, I genuinely resonate with the fact of, because it's so true with you. And as our family gets a chance to know you and everyone who's from yours gets a chance to listen to this, I believe that you really do make it approachable right? Art can be sometimes daunting. Many things in life can, right? If mm -hmm. someone's going to be a lawyer, someone's going to be a doctor, whatever profession that we're going to choose to be in, art is this phenomenal uh, sphere, this industry of creativity that sometimes can be daunting in that truest regard. And I genuinely oh, want yeah. to uh, compliment what complimenters do. You make it approachable, good sir. And uh, what would you say in the fact of a little bit of like the philosophy of the idea that if you weren't ready, you wouldn't have been given the opportunity. So even though the challenge might be there, right? It's kind of Life is giving See, you that opportunity. You so, can't begin a challenge yeah. if you don't take a first step. Ah. No challenge can begin if you don't take that first step. So even if it is hard for you, it's not a challenge unless you start. Absolutely. And otherwise, it's just something there. Like Unless you take that first step to achieving it or even tackling it, it's not even a challenge. It's an impossibility until you take that first step. Yeah. That's the way I see it. <laughs> And that's how I approach a lot of things, though. Like, just if you want to be something, you have to, you have to go at it. You have to really, really, really go at it and obsess yourself into something if you want to make it, let's say, your career, your life. Like, mm. if you want to be surrounded by that, you need to be immersed in it so much that there's no other option except for that. And yeah. that's how you succeed. Mm. Because you you provide yourself so many opportunities that at least one of them will stick. And, and all these opportunities have parallel paths. So maybe you don't end up being an animator. Maybe you end up being a storyboard artist. Or maybe you end up doing kids books or t-shirt designs. They're all similar in nature. But they're parallel. Yeah. They allow you to use your creativity in those same ways. And each one of those is going to branch off into 10 different ways that you can use that creativity in the future. And Everything just intermingles and eventually you realize that everything is just tied in together to those fundamental skills that you learned at the beginning. And you can go into sculpting, 3D modeling, character design, film, photography, all that stuff with just those basic components of composition, mm -hmm. basic volume, like just very basic drawing skills. There we go. It's really fun. I love it. And there's so many opportunities, right? I mean... With art, it's it's endless, absolutely, and that truest sense of self-expression. Everybody wants to be an artist. Truest sense. That everybody wants to be an artist. Everybody <laughs> has the potential to be an artist. They just need right. the path. They sense. just need to know the guide. Something. Yeah. Wow. When you were choosing, let's let's uh, let's go into that. When you were choosing 
your modalities? Because I think one of the biggest things that I would love to get into today as well is to let the family know basically um, this incredible art style that you have created almost. When people see your work compared to others, I've seen it again and again, that it is so unique. The way that you do the faces and the way that you've done these shapes. I mean, there's a whole entire Bob Rossian type of philosophy that you are coming up with your artwork that is absolutely incredible it is so powerful um the world has yet to know all all of what you are capable of my friends and uh what was it that really brought you into knowing that sketching was your passion how many other things have you searched and felt out and things like that See, share with the audience a little bit oh, about man. That. uh the, i i got into my art career really late in life so i didn't have that exploration when i was younger when i was like I don't know, like five, six, where like, oh, I want to be an artist. And then you had all that time to explore what type of art you wanted. No, I got dropped right. into animation because I just went into an art school. and I was like, oh, they seem happy. I want that. And I straight up signed up mm. to art school for that. Like it was on a whim. I did not know how to draw at all. Like it was just no, right. like, it shouldn't have been. It was not the smart choice, <laughs> but it made yeah. me happy to just sit down and be around people that did nothing but draw cartoons all day. Like, I watched yeah. cartoons all day. I was a 20 year old, like that was constantly watching cartoons. I loved them. Like I never grew out of that phase. Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love watching cartoons, anime, animations, anything that's like hand drawn is just like, ah, to me, you know? So mm -hmm. it's like, I wanted that out of my life. So it didn't care yeah. what aspect of that it was. As long as I learned yeah. how to draw, I knew that I would be able to use my salesmanship, my, my sale, like my, way of selling myself to be able to make that yeah. happen. And if it wouldn't have been art, it would have been something else. It would have been being a bowler or being a lawyer or whatever. I would have taken the same exact approach. Find something you love, yeah. immerse yourself so much into it that you have no mm -hmm. option but to be good at it. Mm -hmm. Or better than most. That's 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 as far as you can actually like ask for. Yeah. Just being above the average in that skill set will set you aside from pretty much everybody. Yeah, I love that. And the fact of basically kind of leave yourself no other option than following the passion that you want to follow, right? It's like, how badly do you want it? Yeah, yeah. Like, Look in that mirror and like figure out. You have out to want it more than other people like me. If you want to compete against people like me, and there's a, people that are way more passionate than I am, but I just happen to yeah. uh, have gotten really lucky in some aspects that people notice me. Most people look at this hand instead of my face, but <laughs> you know what I, it's not, the not being shy good also. Like good if you're shy, you can't be a, you can't be a good artist and be known if you're shy. So you have to show your stuff around regardless of the level True you're enough. at. So yeah. Especially if you want to be a living artist, right? We can always uh, mm -hmm. hope for the idea that when we, we somehow we're remembered as some sort of a Rembrandt or something else like that. But to be a living artist, to be a uh, loved one, breathing. <laughs> so we all sense, want but, that. Uh, like we, we all want that when we die, our art doubles in price. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> it's, and I think one of the things too, to, to kind of pivot the conversation directly in, in the coaching aspect for your audience, for this amazing family here, for the benefit of this episode is the fact of, the consistency that you've brought, brought gone, is absolutely phenomenal. To the to the extent of your success in that regard, I'm going to humbly admit that I have been watching you for over the past two and a half years on YouTube. I stumbled onto you oh, wow. 
uh, because of your amazing cute characters that you draw on there and your definitions of how you make cute a, a applicable thing and finding cute in different types of character styles. What I mean, just add to some of that in the fact if you really have come a far away, what what inspired you to continue being persistent in this new venture of yours? What can you give to the audience out there to remind them to remind themselves to stay persistent as well? For the majority of my life, the reason that I was doing things was for my partners, for my like love interests. The women in my life have always been the people that I have always driven to uh, to make proud of me. So I just yeah. go to these ridiculous extents just to make sure that the person that I'm with is proud of me. Now, the issue <laughs> is that having that as my inspiration or your inspiration being someone else outside of you is that when you're not with someone or that person is not close to you or not there in that regards, you tank. Mm. So the way, yeah. that, um, the way that I have managed to uh, kind of balance that out is just through trying to find a little bit of more self-love. Like, yeah. So whenever I'm not bound to someone or someone's not in my life in that way, giving that sort of like endless inspiration, I have yeah. to find that anyway. So I had to find that little bit of that love inside of me, even though it's hard for a person like me to do that, just to be able to like carry you through those times where you don't have that inspiration. And that's literally the reason why most of the things in my life have been achieved. <laughs> yeah. Like, I won't say like, oh, it's the endless love for art. No, it's mostly because pretty girls look at me and they're like, oh, you draw. Yay, draw me. And I'm like, all right. Now you're my muse. There you go. There we go. That's authentic. That's authentic and real. And, I, and and honestly, if anything else, the truest sense is that whatever your inspiration is, you know, wisdom, it, it is the beginning of knowing yourself, right? The beginning of knowing yourself is the actual path towards wisdom and growth. I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can ever even look into. And in that um, when you really do end up finding out what your calling is, the thing mm-hmm. in this world is to remember what you're looking for because if your calling is there it will keep calling you and you found yours good sir you absolutely found yours for whatever reason the world See, is, like is a better place because calling... of you yeah <laughs> See, i like to think that people's callings is what you're good at what you feel proud at that's normally what you're good mm. at what you're good at what you yeah. can make money with and what makes you happy if you have something mm. that makes all three of those things work any of those three fancies that get tickled is a suitable thing. But if all three get like, you know, like set in place, make a Venn diagram if you need to, like, and just mm. put the things that you love inside and see how you can make money or how you can find happiness with what makes you really joyful. And that is your calling. Like if you do anything outside of that, you're always going to want one of those things in your life more. So if you find something that has all three and everybody's different, it's going to be like a, like a fingertip, you know, maybe somebody's like being a mortician, you know, that's their mm. thing. They can be the, like <laughs> happy as being a mortician. That's perfectly fine. Maybe somebody wants sure. to be like a high rise constructor, you know, it's like, Hey, if that's your thing, dude, like you pursue that because that's good. going to make yeah. you happy. You want to work in railways because you like trains so much, then do it. Like you might not make as much money as other people doing other things, but you're going to be so happy that it doesn't matter. Yeah, you yeah. wake up every day not feeling like you're working a whole day. That's already mm-hmm. a win. Doing something Amen. that you enjoy—that's heaven. Yeah. Like that's literally—you can't get better than that. 
you know, and that's what you should be aiming for. Instead of like aiming to work 60 years and retire and then maybe do something you love, do something you love every day. And then you don't have any regrets when you retire. You're just going to be looking to do that more. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Quite true. I think um, mm-hmm. in finding that purpose that we're looking for in life in that regard, when we're going towards that goal, I think it's easy to um, get lost sometimes in the the struggles and the challenges that we find ourselves facing, right? And I always mm-hmm. like to help reminding anybody that I end up coaching or um, consulting with and so on and so forth. In my corporate world, I do a lot of consulting work. Um, anyone that's familiar with the channel or anything else like that, they know that I do in the, in the corporate world. And it's very boring and droll, but I like being there for people and being advocates here. This is where my passion is. And the truest sense that if we're here, we can forget, right, who we were. And if that's the case, then there might be the might be the ability for us to be able to discover and remember who we are inside. I want to ask in that sense, what are some of the, what are some of the struggles that you've gone through good sir, that ended up leading you to finding this amazing version of yourself that you're currently in today? Share, share with us about that. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I, I think the biggest one is that when you begun your career as an artist, um, yeah. You are so passionate and so driven to become it that you like set like caution to the wind and you're like, fuck it. I just want to do this. Mm. Like you don't care what it is. But then yeah. when you get to a level where they educate you what you need to do to fit into that industry, they kill all your dreams. They tell you what you want to do is not profitable. So you can't follow that. You got to be this. And they try to put you in a yeah. box. Right. All the initial, imagine that you went and you wanted to draw like My Little Pony, like characters for that's what you wanted to do and went to art school for. And they told you, oh, well, you can't draw little ponies anymore. You have to draw bears. Yeah. And you're going to be like, oh, but I don't want to draw bears. Oh, but that's the only way you make money. And you're like, oh, right. okay, I guess I'll draw bears. And then you just slowly get brainwashed into thinking that those are the only avenues that can bring you joy. Instead of yeah. going back to what made you want to go into it in the first place and then revisiting mm-hmm. that once you have knowledge so that you can actually do that thing you went into that career for. So many people right. feel like their lives are like, oh, I don't know why I'm not happy. I'm doing this high level design job. Doesn't matter. Like if you're yeah. using creativity inside of you for someone else constantly and you never pour that into your own cup, you're eventually going to run mm-hmm. out. And then you're not going to see any, any benefits from it. You're not going to see any profits from a company that like doesn't need you anymore. They're not going to give you royalties unless you set that up in the beginning. And you're just going to end up using all your energy and efforts to make someone else rich with your imagination. So at one point or another, you have to realize that that energy has to be sent back to yourself in some way or another. Otherwise, you're going to burn out and you're just going to end up being really sad because you never used your skills for what you wanted them. You just use them to make other people's dreams happen. Right. And I see that a lot in uh, more veteran artists that have been doing mm. things like graphic design and stuff like that for many years when they wanted to do comics and they wanted to do animation, when they wanted to do that from the get-go. And now they're in like their 50s, 60s, learning a little bit yeah. from me, and then they're like getting into it. But you know, they mm. regret not having done that way earlier yeah. Because that's what they love. That's why they got into art. 40 years down the line, you realize you never followed what you want. And that's devastating. 
So follow what you like to do and try to find avenues within what you like to do so that you don't feel like you wasted your career or your life doing things that you did not enjoy. That's the biggest that. tip that I can Stay give you. In this field, at least, mm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Like us, we can't Allow create yourself. art if we're not in a happy state. And if you're not yeah. happy, then even the stuff you create for other people is going to take a dive. Unless you, yeah. like, find your inspiration through sadness, which happens, too. Like, people get that, too. Like, some yeah. people, like, like to cry and then create amazing artwork. Hey, you know, hey, more power to you, but I can't do that. This mustache gets all, right. like, soggy with snot. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, and more power. And shout out to those who do do that. You know, play some Evanescence in the background and read mm -hmm. some Edgar Allan Poe. However you find your, your you, you find it. You know, safe space. We, we encourage you no matter what here in this in this safe space for creativity. Rod Gunn, myself as well, in the community of Rest Catch and Pop and Draft. So mm -hmm. you be you. Yeah. Um, I love it in the sense that basically the the really what the takeaway from what you just got done sharing, it, it resonates with us and I'm sure for the audience as well. And the fact of being authentic, remaining authentic, allowing that authenticity of who you are to be present instead of sacrificing that until, as you were saying, you're 40, you're 50. And now you're trying to pivot and find a new way to find these avenues. Mm -hmm. And the, why not front load the authenticity and make the sacrifices that'll be more challenging then for a better life later versus making it easy in the front side just to make it harder on the back end. I love that. Boom. Yeah. So at this point in time, I think that's a, a good spot to pause and let the audience just kind of ruminate with a lot of the information we always bring in amazing cool. guests that kind of just share their hearts and a lot for them to reflect on this is that moment Thanks. when i'm starting to get better i'm learning even from individuals like you to say these magic words of don't forget to like and subscribe and leave a comment down below for the amazing guests that we have today um i'm growing in this whole entire opportunity of uh growing in youtube and so on and so forth the family keeps on happening so don't forget it'll all be down there uh rod Gunn's, uh merch his incredible how to's and courses and things like that are going to be down below and we'll We'll touch with you again, audience, at the very end for him to be able to kind of let you know where you can find him and what to go from there. But um, it's just a, it's such an honor to have you, good sir. It truly, truly is. So let's let's continue on in that regard. And um, let's dive into the idea about finding oneself is kind of more as we're talking about it today is really about discarding what we're not and really being authentic with who we are. What are some of the tools and practices that you put into your life um, to do exactly that? For a very long time, like I was telling you guys, like I got my I get my joy mostly from uh, doing things for other people. Like my love language is acts of uh, service and yeah. stuff like that. So I normally don't find much time to myself. So a lot of the times for self growth, yeah. especially with art, you need to be able to dedicate time to be inside of here to practice the things that mm -hmm. you really want to get out. You know, you need to time to fail enough until you get it right. Like you got to sketch and draw in a, you got to, I love this. I heard this somewhere and it's like the best thing that I will ever know from now on. You got to be really, you got to kind of be willing to be bad at something to be masterful at something, right? Like, like that. You can't just expect to be masterful at something. You have to expect to be bad at something and do it a little bit bad, a little bit before you get good. So yeah. That is that's the epitome of drawing in general. Like you're going to draw bad things. It's going to happen. Don't tear your sketch pages out. Don't 
throw them away. That's just your history. That's your, you're like, imagine you're in a browser and you have like, open the page that is in your browsing history. That's your sketchbook, your, your brain history, your imagination history, right? I love it's like, that. you just clicked on the wrong tab, man. Just, just do another one. <laughs> like, go back to it later on and laugh at it because you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I drew hands with six fingers. I don't know. Yeah. Like you will get a lot of satisfaction later on, even like a year later to go back and see how far you've gone. And if you get rid of all those mistakes, then you're getting rid of all that hard work you did. And it will be, yeah. again, another way to make yourself proud of where you've been. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not at the level that other people are at, maybe you, if you're, if you're a person that compares themselves to other artists, you know, don't do that. But if you yeah. are comparing yourself to your own self, is the best mm -hmm. way to gauge how much you've actually grown. And you'll yeah. be surprised. Like you'll be really proud to see where you've gone in like a year. Just keep your sketches. <laughs> Stop throwing yeah. them away. Yeah. But that's that finding yeah. time for yourself was the biggest factor, like for me at least. Um, because yeah. I always focused on my employers. I always focused on making sure that everybody's life was better except for my own. And when I started focusing a little bit more on me than other people first, then I was able to take care of people better because now I can help thousands of people instead of just helping one or two because I was heavily focused on just mentoring them. I can now teach thousands because I'm mm. focusing on me. So your benefits like multiply by being able to be okay with yourself. Being happy yeah. with yourself brings that happiness to everyone that even remotely comes in contact with you. It's infectious. So be happy so that you can bring that happiness to others. If you're not happy, faking it only gets you so far and it just makes you sad. So that's little things in life that I've learned. <laughs> Love it. The power of self-acceptance and how self-acceptance mm -hmm. and self-appreciation to to any audience that ever is going to find us in the future and again audience if you found this today on the um, youtube channel on the podcast or anything else like that you found this for a reason and there's always there's always synchronicities happening there's no accidents in this universe self-acceptance and self-appreciation is huge one more thing though is to surround yourself with people that will mm -hmm. look out for your well-being and that's emotionally physically yeah. whatever like friendship wise do not have people that talk bad about you or remotely bring negativity to your life. That's going to be the hardest obstacle for most people. And that's cutting out all the bad weeds out of your life. Because a lot of the times you end up lonely. Yeah, you end up yeah. alone for a while. But you know what? I've always uh, gone, again, another saying is uh, be okay sitting at the table alone until you find the right table to sit at. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That resonates. Rather be alone than be yeah. at the table with, uh, with a table that makes you feel oh, yeah. alone. Right? Yeah. And I think Rather that's Rather be alone than with people that make me feel alone. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Right? And, and, and I think in that regard, to anyone who's listening to, probably the, a way to codify that is an individual who avoids um, conflict, right? And making those tough decisions will only literally start conflict and a war within themselves. So if you are at that point in time in your life, when you're looking for um, a new tribe and a new energy and a new vibration, and that, that feels a little at that spot where you're maybe tentative and you're a little bit uh, pulled back and you're a little nervous, 
I think what Rod Gunn is saying and what I certainly resonate with and certainly encourage is the fact of that's when you jump. That's when you do it. That's when you make that decision. You you take the leap of faith and you believe in yourself. You believe in Rod Gunn. You believe in you in that moment when you need to find you. And eventually your tribe will be drawn towards you because that's infectious oh, energy. Yeah. Right. So. People will people get drawn to people that are authentic. Right? Even if you're faking yeah. it. <laughs> you people are gonna be drawn yeah. to you if they feel that you're authentic. Now the yeah. trick is being okay with being yourself. And that mm. comes from not caring what other people think. That comes with age. Mm. Like it just comes right. with age. After your when you get to a certain age, you just stop caring. Like you just stop caring what yeah. other people think. And that's beautiful. That was like the best thing yeah. that happened for me when I was growing older because I was a very self-conscious person until I stopped caring. <laughs> and then I was a very happy man. Like once I stopped yeah. really caring what any other human being did outside of me. I know I'm not a bad person, so I'm not doing bad things. So at that point, just being me should be enough for someone to want me around. And if that's not, then I wait until I find people that like me for me because I like me. Yeah. So I'm kind of cool. There we go. Well, we, we love you. And, and leave, you know what, fam? Leave, leave a heart down and a comment down below for Rod God. We know we love you. We do. We do. The whole family does. I don't know anyone that doesn't. So anyone that I've ever shared your content with is absolutely just, uh, you know, infatuated and thinks you're absolutely fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think some again, to reiterate some of these things too. Other than that. <laughs> well, <laughs> in that regard, you know, That's a whole other story. Regard, we're all living life. Whole, whole other one, but um, and love and light to them as well. But um, we're all, we're all growing, we're all changing here. And in, in the truest sense, um, you know, some of the ways to kind of codify it while we're here at this uh, precipice in this part of the conversation is just the fact that again, reemphasize to individuals out there, and this is a coaching thing that I love to use: is the fact that there's never any failure in this universe, right? There's the fear mm -hmm. of failure, and there isn't actually real failure. The real thing that I like explaining to individuals is that there is no failure; there is only feedback. There's only the opportunity for growth because here's the reason why to preface that, that it isn't just feel good, woo woo, kind of spiritual, good stuff, motivational talk in the truest sense that if there was only one way to succeed, if there was only one path to success, you could mess that up. You could fail. However, there are a myriad, an endless cornucopia of definitions of success. There is an endless way to succeed. So then therefore there is no way to fail at that. There is only data gathering and feedback that you can get from this universe. So as Rod Gunn is saying, keep those sketches. It's growth. It's not failure. If you drew the six fingers or the seven toes or the three heads by accident with 14 torsos or one that just was way too long, for God's sakes, I've been there too. Um, keep those in your notes. It's a rough sketch to a final draft. It's not that you're always the working on The only way to fail way. is by not Jump doing in. it. The only way to fail is by not doing it. Boom. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And, and the, whatever you're going through, your your challenges that you're going through, don't avoid them. Whatever it is, it's it's preparing you for that possibility that's coming. Right. That's it. And and in order to be able to overcome these challenges that never stop, take it from Rodcon. I will certainly reemphasize it as well. Challenges in this life never stop. We're always going to be hitting those roadblocks those brick walls and you're going to either drive around them or crash through them or hop over them but the best thing you can do in the preparation for challenges in life that are guaranteed to come is to keep a calm cool collected mind 
And that allows for the pressure to be taken off when you know that you can't fail, that it's just a rough sketch and uh, you're going to keep on going through no matter what. So mm-hmm. I'm genuinely enjoying this conversation with you. Good, sir. I knew that I would, I was looking forward to it and I'm happy to share it with the family here openly, honestly, for the world to remember forever. Um, but this is kind of one of the parts in the time in the episode that I always like to give it back because we're kind of at that uh, third half of the episode here. Mm-hmm. And I love to give it back to the amazing guests to kind of share anything that you would like to, that's something that is on your mind that you think is important for your audience and maybe for the audience here and for the future in that regard to be able to kind of dive into and we'll, we'll just go there. So take it away. Good, sir. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a couple little tips and like tips, like a simple tip. <laughs> that will help you understand what it's like to be a career artist versus a hobbyist, okay? So that you can distinguish which one you are and which one you want to be. You don't have to have a successful art career in a business to be able to be known worldwide. It could be something you do on the side if you are not okay with drawing things on command. So let me give you. If you want to be successful in art, you have to be okay with the monotony that comes with doing daily exercises that get you to the level of art you need to get to. Now, how does that, what does that mean? You need to draw a lot. (laughs) You need to draw a lot. Like you need to, because mistakes that you draw are the ones that lead you to the places where you want to be. So you need to make enough mistakes and know their mistakes in order to be able to get the right thing to work. Now, you got to fill up entire sketchbooks worth of mistakes in order to get there. And that is monotonous. And that takes, and if you don't love this, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to do this forcibly. So find the thing you enjoy that in like the monotony of it, and it'll never feel like it's a struggle. It'll always feel, I wake up every day drawing pages like this nonstop. And I, I'm just excited. I'm like, ah. I get to draw another page. <laughs> I wonder what I don't know yet. And then I just get excited when I find something I don't know how to draw right. It's weird. It's gotten to the point where it's the opposite. Like if I don't know how to draw it, I'm like, ah. And then I just go on Pinterest and I find every other artist's interpretation of that. And then I try to make that work. So just be excited about life. That's it. Like over everything, just be excited about life. Have something that excites you. Like, and then just follow that. That's the last thing that I can possibly say. And if you guys want to learn how to draw better, come join me on TikTok on my daily streams. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're definitely going to put those down below. They need to find you. The world needs more of you, uh, Rod Gunn. You are absolutely an inspiration, my friend. I'm honored to be able to have had the opportunity to interview you, talk about some amazing things in life and share. Um, again, I know the family and community is going to want to find you. So again, family leave a like and comment down below and find his information um he's incredible he'll walk you through the journey and you will learn more than uh than just art uh, you'll learn a lot about yourself as well as why we're honored to have you here sir so with that from the rest of the final draft family ron gone go ahead and say goodbye to the audience Hi everybody if you guys want to find me on other social medias my name is just rod gone you can just google it and it'll pop up then there's a pianist with rod gone if you see a piano that's not me but other than that, I'm the only rock gun out there that's really famous. So you guys can check me out there. I have TikTok, Instagram. If you guys want tips and tricks, there's thousands on Instagram. There's hundreds of videos on YouTube with thousands of hours worth of content. So 
my goal is to make it so you guys don't have to go to art school and waste your money there. So that's an option for you guys, a resource that is quite valuable and free. So you guys don't have to ever pay a dime for it. And yeah. Such a pleasure, good sir. Thank you again. And of course, if you're if you're confused on which one he is, he's the one with the best mustache on the entire internet. So there you go. There's my there's my shout out to you. And most of those uh those watch hours, I'm a part of that as well. So count me in as, as the family on Rod Gun. Anyways, good sir. Thank you again. Rough sketch final draft. Have a wonderful day, family. Cheers. Mm-hmm.